Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Amen. Back in the 1990s, I was in the sign business, and I was called to help a company that took a large ferry boat, a large paddle boat. It's called the Brazos Queen off of the Brazos River, and they purchased it, and they were bringing it here to Texas. They put it on Lake Ray Hubbard. They called it the Texas Queen. They asked me to come in, and I helped design the, the outside, the sign for it, some of the signage, uh, the decoration of the boat, that kind of thing. We worked together. Well, when we finished the project, the captain was really happy with the work I did. He said, we want you to come and take a ride with us, you and your husband. And they, they were, it was a dinner boat then, and they would have dinners and dancing and stuff on the ship, very large boat. And so we went to dinner. Well, at the end, while dinner was playing, we were talking to them, and they said, Kathy, would you like to pilot the boat? This is nighttime. They said, Kathy, would you like to pilot a boat? Well, you know, I was asked to drive one of the speed cars at the Texas Motor Speedway, and I wasn't going to do that because I can't handle that much speed, but I can handle a ferry boat. So I went up into the captain's uh, place, and I, I steered the boat. Now, you know what the man told me? He said, Kathy, they, they had a certain route that they had to take on the lake, on Red Lake Ray Hubbard. He said, you see that light over there? I said, yeah, I do. He said, don't look at any other lights. He said, you see that one? I said, I see that one. He said, keep your eye on that one and steer the boat right there. Keep your eye on that light and steer the boat to there. You know, I did such a good job that they said, Kathy, 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 get your eyes off that light. You're going to run into the dock. <laughs> then they took it over. But that kind of goes with what we're going to do tonight. Turn with me to Hebrews 12, verse 1. It says, wherefore seeing... We also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Another word for cloud there is multitude. So wherefore seeing we are compassed about with so great a multitude of witnesses. Did you know you're being watched? It says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Easily beset us. And let us run with patience, continuance, not stopping. The race that is set before us. Look at these next three words. Looking unto Jesus. Just like the captain of that boat said, Kathy, keep your eyes on that light and keep the boat steered toward that light. It's saying right here, looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. We're going to look at that. I want you to turn with me to Ephesians 2. It says he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Ephesians 2, chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Did you know you weren't the one that decided that you were going to be born again? Did you know that you weren't the one that decided to be born again? It says it was given to you as a gift. By faith you are saved through faith. And that is a gift. A gift. It says it is the gift of God. It was God that led you to be born again. And you know what? When you were born again... 
to be born again, you had to have faith. It says it right here. Where did you get the faith? Where did you get the faith? You know, Doyle says this almost every morning. The faith, God gave you the faith to be born again. It was a gift. God gave you the faith to be born again. Who gave you the faith? It says right here in Hebrews 12, Jesus gave you the faith to be born again. He's the one that authored it. He started it. So now, do you know that you know, do you know that Jesus knows where you are? That he's the one that gave you the faith to get you born again? That you're no surprise to him? Looking unto Jesus. Let's go to the next verse. 1 Peter 1, verse 8. It says, Whom having not seen, this is Jesus, you love. And whom though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith. Now we just read where Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. What is the end of our faith? Even the salvation of your souls, not your spirit. You got that saved when you were born again. Your souls. The end of your faith, your souls. You know what a saved soul is? It is perfect. It is justified from every sin that had ever committed. They were wiped off the face, wiped out of your life. Justified, just as if you have never committed a sin. That's a saved soul. Totally healed. Nothing wrong. The body whole. That is a saved soul. Totally justified, healed, sanctified, set apart to God, totally. Nothing in there wrong, no wrinkle, no spot. Rich, at peace with God, perfect communication with the Father. That is a saved soul. That is the end of your faith, the end of your faith. So now we know that Jesus started your faith, and you know what it says? He's going to finish it. He's going to finish it. How? Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Keep your eye on that light and steer toward it. Keep looking unto Jesus. Looking at Jesus and nothing else. Nothing else. Let's go on. It said about the joy set before us. I want you to turn to 1 Peter 2, verse 20. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Turn to Hebrews 2, verse 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Now, verse 10. For it became him, Jesus, from whom are all things, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, and bringing many sons under glory. It says, for the joy set before him, he didn't look at the cross. What it was a joy? Bringing many sons to glory. Bringing many sons to glory for the joy that was set before him, knowing he was going to bring us to glory. He was going to make us children of God, sons and daughters of God, and bring us to glory. To glory. So he didn't look at the cross. 
What was he looking at? He was looking at bringing many sons and daughters to glory. What do we do? We look unto Jesus. We look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We keep our eyes on Jesus. Now turn to 1 Peter 2.20. It says, for the glory it is. If when you are buffeted for your faults, you take it patiently. But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. And we did this a couple weeks ago. For even hereunto were you called. Did you know you were called to suffer? Did you know you were called to suffer? Turn back with me to Hebrews 12, real quick. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, endured it, despising the shame, not looking at the shame he was going through, not looking at the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. It said he endured the cross. Well, right here in 2 Peter, it says we were called thereunto to suffer just like Jesus did. We were called to suffer just like Jesus did. Looking unto Jesus when we suffer. Looking unto Jesus when we suffer. How do you suffer? Will you suffer when other people hate your guts? You suffer when there's no money and you got to believe God. You suffer when you open that letter and it's nothing but bad news. That's when you suffer. What do you do? Looking unto Jesus. You keep your eyes on Jesus. You know what? It says he did the same thing. Who endured the cross? Who endured the cross? Let's go on here. It says, for even too you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example. Leaving us an example. There's your example, that you should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. That meant he kept his mouth shut. When we wanted to say something to the boss, we kept our mouth shut. It said, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again, didn't talk back. Didn't talk back. It says, when he suffered, he threatened not. Just like I said before, I'm going to quit. I'm out of here. Jesus was our example. Oh, no, you're not. What's it say? It says, looking on Jesus. Looking on Jesus. He threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Jesus committed himself to the Father. And you know what? The Father got him through. The Father got him through the cross. He got through hell. He got through death. And the Father, the Father raised him from the dead for us. For us. When you're in trouble. When you're being, when you are suffering and you are going to suffer, if you want to be a Christian, that's the badge you wear. You're going to suffer. What do you do? Keeping our eyes on Jesus. Keeping your eyes on Jesus. And you endure the suffering. You believe through the suffering. You commit yourself unto the Father. And you know what? 
He brings you through every time. I had a situation several years back that I mean I was shook to my very core. Shook, shook to my very core to where I was standing on the edge of a shopping center and I was getting ready to disappear. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what place to turn. I didn't know who to talk to. And God sent a person to me right there in the middle of a shopping center. The odds of us meeting together there were in the millions. At that perfect time, they walked up to me. They said one thing to me by the Spirit of God. They said, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, our example. Looking unto Jesus. You keep your eyes on Jesus. You know what? I did it. I did exactly what the Spirit of God told me that person, to, uh, they used that person to tell me to. Jesus was the one that said that to me. Keep your eyes on Jesus. You know what I did? I got through it. I got through it. I shook, but I got through it. And I'm standing strong today because I keep my eyes on Jesus. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Let's go to one more. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 3. Now, what happens when we do this? When we are looking unto Jesus, what are we looking at? Number one, the man died for you. The man went to the cross for you. When you are looking unto Jesus, you are reminded that the man went to the cross for you, that he bore your sin. He bore your iniquity. He, he bore all your perversities. He bore your fear. He bore your helplessness, your weakness, your stupidity sometimes. He bore it on his own body. He bore your peace. He bore your prosperity. He bore your pain. He bore your sickness, any disease that you have. He bore it on his own body, and he took it to the grave, and he went to hell for you. And when he satisfied the Father concerning you, not concerning him, he satisfied the Father concerning you, God raised him from the dead. That's one of the things you look at, looking unto Jesus, keeping your eyes on what he did for you, the author and finish of your faith, looking unto Jesus. And then when you're walking in this and you're suffering, and your Jesus is your example, you're looking unto him. How did he handle the cross? Despising the shame, not looking at how bad it is. Everybody, I've lost my reputation. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. They've got blogs for us. Welcome to the club. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He's our example. No, you don't quit. You keep going. You look at Jesus. Why? Because he's the one that's in you. He's the one that justified you. He's the one that made you righteous. He's the one that made you rich. I don't feel rich. Who's asking how you feel? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Just like I kept that boat right on that path. Looking unto Jesus. And what happens when we do that? A marvelous thing occurs. An absolutely beautiful, marvelous thing occurs. And it's in 2 Corinthians 3, I'm going to begin in verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, we all, with open face, in other words, there's no veil on our face. We're looking right at it. 
beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, looking unto Jesus. You see that says it here. It says, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. That's looking unto Jesus. What happens? We're changed into the same image. Do you see that? We're changed into the same image. That's why we keep our eyes on Jesus. You are what you look at. You are what you listen to. You are what you follow. When you keep your eyes on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, you become Jesus. Looking, it says, beholding in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Glory to glory. As it is by the Spirit of the Lord. Who does it? The finisher of your faith. The finisher of your faith. Jesus knows exactly where you're at. He's the one that puts you in the situation. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. That's why he puts you there. He knows the only way you're going to get out is looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. The man's got the answer. That's who you follow. That's who you listen to. And you don't turn your head either way. And what happens? You become the same image. You become the same image. You walk like he does. You talk like he does. You do the same works that he does. Why? Because it says you are him. He's in you. The same image. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.